The redhead walked out sipping on cream soda in a glass bottle. She glanced up the street and then back down again. That was when she saw me. She stopped and stared, looking directly in my eyes. I felt the churning, the knotting in my stomach and the mild dizziness that begins the tether. My breathing relaxed involuntarily and I noticed a light grin play at the corners of her mouth. I see you, she whispered. I see you. Louder that time. Then the other drifter stepped between us, shoving the redhead backward and breaking our gaze. No, she said fiercely. She spat at me. This one is my tether. Mine, you understand? Since I'd never seen another drifter, for a moment I didn't. And before I could say a word, the girl pulled a blade from her back pocket and stuck it hard into my belly and then pulled it back out again. I felt my eyes roll up in my head as the pain spun inside me in several different directions. I couldn't speak, couldn't do anything but groan and collapse onto the warm pavement, writhing and swimming in an ever-expanding pool of my own blood. The girl leaned in close to my face. This one is mine. You understand now? Mine. I couldn't respond because I couldn't breathe, but yes... Now I understood. The redhead was blinking with mild uncertainty, peering across the street, looking as if she'd suddenly lost something she had only moments before been pleased to find. The other drifter moved close to her, putting hands on her shoulders and commanding the redhead's attention. You okay? She said to the redhead, locking eyes with her in a forceful gaze. Yes, I think so. The redhead responded. Who was that, Jill? Who was that man? Nobody, Jill said quickly, willing the other to believe it. Nobody. But he seemed real, and he had your mark in his eyes. No, Jill said again. Yes, yes, I groaned at their feet. Look at me, I'm right here. No. Jill repeated, you didn't see anyone. There's only me. There is always only me. You know that. Yes, of course. The redhead appeared to be forgetting already, though she couldn't seem to shake a certain sadness. Jill released her grip from the redhead's shoulder and shot a glare back toward me. I felt the oxygen racing out of my body along with my blood, and watched as darkness began to swim in the edges of my vision. There was a severing in my soul, and my heart seemed to sputter and spark. Please, I begged. Why? Because I choose it to be so, the other drifter hissed at me, and you are an unhappy consequence of that choice. Then she said nothing more. When I regained consciousness, they both were gone and my insides felt mangled and raw. It seemed as though my heart were stopped, but my bleeding never ceased. I lay on that pavement for three hours, always bleeding, never dying, always waiting. That's where Alondra finally found me.
Alondra. I feel the wind, like freezing breath, race around my collar, whipping away the warming thought of Alondra and bringing me back to the coldness of this cemetery. God, why couldn't I at least have had time to grab a coat? Or gloves? More mourners move toward the other casket. Apparently, whoever is to be buried over there was well-loved, or at least well-respected, judging by the men in dark suits and the bejeweled ladies solemnly gathering beside the hole in the ground. I am unseen by any of them, and I wish desperately to rip one of those long faux fur coats from the back of any of the women who pass me by, but they are too far away from me now. Simon's death has weakened the tether, but not broken.